Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. So today we're going to talk about leadership transmutation. But before, for those of you that don't know us or are seeing us for the first time, uh, now we're, uh, we've transferred, we've decided to start doing live videos. So you might see us on Instagram, on YouTube, and on our Facebook page. So welcome. My name's Elizabeth. And I'm Sebastian, and we're husband and wife. And it's funny because today we're actually starting off a new way of doing things. And we're, something we're going to talk about during the live actually confirms that we're practicing what we preach. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know who we are and what we do, we help Christian entrepreneurs in the areas of faith, leadership, and personal growth. And so today we're going to talk about leadership and we're going to talk about the five leadership traits that will characterize, uh, characterize tomorrow's leaders. So as most of you know, we are going through a major shift, okay? We are basically, a lot of entrepreneurs are becoming online entrepreneurs. They're learning a different kind of leadership. And so we're going to talk about that today. So Sebastian? Yeah, well, the shift we're going through, as you most of you know right now, it's huge. It's transforming our society is transforming our, the way we relate to one another. It's hurting a lot of people right now. It's a crisis, let's face it. But at the same time, a crisis always uh, ignites innovation. And leadership, the field of leadership, is no stranger to that uh, as we are undergoing this crisis. Leadership is also going to be transformed during the crisis and afterwards. Uh, it is my personal belief that when all is said and done, when this is over, and it, I believe we're going to get through this, when this is over, we recognize the face of leadership. Or should I say, um, this is going to bring about a new type of leader or new types of leaders. Uh, when I started my uh, leadership journey uh, decades and decades ago, probably, what, how many, how many years? Does, I'm just kidding. When I started my leadership journey, of what a leader looked like or what I always pictured, you know, corporate tie, uh, well-groomed, couple of university degrees, hired by a big idea I had of leadership. Uh, and my training and my lots and lots of content studying leadership. That was just a misconception of what true leaders are. And it's funny because John Maxwell recently wrote a book. He himself, for like 30 to 40 years, is seeing how 
leadership is being transformed right before our eyes. So he felt the need to write a book about that. But that was before the crisis. So in other words, we were already seeing that shift happen, uh, that transmutation, that transformation. But the crisis is going to accelerate it a great deal. And Liz spoke of five leadership traits that will correct, uh, characterize tomorrow's leaders. And I want to emphasize this before we start going through these five traits, what they are. Um, these are traits you will recognize as already existing in the heart of a leader, okay? Or in the, the, in the uh, what leader do, uh, a good leader does. So this already is within, found in, in good leaders. But I believe the crisis, what it will do, it will magnify these characteristics to such a degree that they will become indispensable qualities of a leader uh, post-crisis, I guess you could say, or when we look back maybe in history books, maybe, what, 40, 50 years from now, we will see how it has transformed the way we do things as a society, as a one-on-one -on -one or whatever. Uh, we will see that these things are really, really important. Yeah, and um, also I want to say that, you know, for those... Uh, people that are working in different uh, businesses that have been in corporate, um, they've learned a certain type of leadership. And the leadership that, we're, that we've experienced for several years now being online entrepreneurs is very, very different. There's things that are similar. There's things that we can learn from in leadership books, but there's also things that you learn as you practice leadership online because it is kind of a different process and certain things. And so let's begin. So what's the first uh, point well, that you want to talk about? Yeah, the first trait that will be uh, magnified, if you will, is, we could call it like, basically, what the way I wrote it here is uh, which leaders will be remembered after the crisis. So I named them as leaders, if you will. So the adaptable leader. This crisis, more than anything, Liz, what we've seen is that it is pushing people to a higher than ever before degree of adaptability. Uh, the adaptable will not only survive, but they will thrive. Uh, and those will be the people that we look up to. The most adaptable will, will be the most influential, as we will see. And I got a couple of good quotes about adaptability. One is by John Wooden, and it says, Adaptability is being able to adjust to any situation at any given time. Of course, when John Wooden wrote this, you know, he's dead today and he was a tremendous leader, but he probably never even thought that we would go, be going through such a crisis. And that is why adaptability is so hard to reach right now, because the degree to which we need to adapt is greater than ever before. I mean, you just go to the store and everything has changed now. The way we, we shop is changed. The way we, we uh, behave in public, how we have to keep distance and how we're, we're forced to do certain things, it's completely transformed. So obviously we need to adapt and those who are best at doing that will be uh, the better leaders. Exactly. And, you know, people tend to kind of look at those that, that they admire uh, influencers that they admire and kind of want to copy and emulate what they're doing. So they kind of stay like sitting ducks and kind of like just watch behind the, you know, behind the lines and go, okay, they've started doing that. Maybe I should start doing that. But when we're talking about being adaptable, it's also, you know, um, 
thinking for yourself, you know, how could I use this time with the skills that I have and the strengths that I have to adapt and not be a, sit a sitting duck just waiting for your corporation to tell you what to do next, right? How can you use your skills and your strengths to create maybe an online business right now? Maybe, uh, you know, there's a skill, a strength that you have that you can offer to the world and you can even monetize that and stay afloat while you're waiting for, you know, ends to meet. So yeah. instead of waiting for your corporation to rehire you and say, okay, everything's back to normal because we don't know how long this is going to last, you have to be able to adapt and say, okay, well, I used to do this this way, but now maybe I can offer this in an online format and maybe monetize or, uh, you know, at least build an audience to eventually be able to monetize. So, or just to add value, if you're okay financially, you can just be adding value to people and help them during this time. That's the, the greatest quality of a leader, right? Yeah, and I think like you mentioned, the greatest shift we're seeing right now, the greatest adaptability that people need to develop is doing online, doing things online now because, hey, yeah. we're cooped up at home, right? So this is the big thing, the big shift right now. Uh, another great quote about adaptability is by George Bernard Shaw. He said, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. So I urge you people listening right now, become unreasonable, become adaptable. So we're at number two. Yeah. So the visionary leaders. So number two, the, the greatest quality, the greatest trait that will be uh, needed right now from leaders is to be visionary. A great quote here by Naveen Jain. A person who sees a problem is a human being. A person who finds a solution is visionary. And the person who goes out and does something about it is an entrepreneur. That goes with vision. We know entrepreneurs require vision. You cannot be an entrepreneur without a vision because you're going to fail. Okay. And another great quote is by Malcolm Gladwell, the author, who he wrote, the visionary starts with a clean sheet of paper and reimagines the world. And what better time to reimagine the world right now when it seems the world might be crumbling right under our feet. So the visionaries will bring about the, the changes that we need through their vision because we know that vision pulls you. So the power of the vision that you have will pull you into igniting change in a society that is definitely going to need it because now everything's changing. So we're going to need to change with it. The way we do things, the way we relate, uh, the way we, we make even commerce, uh, that's all changing under right, right now under our eyes, right? Exactly. And I think uh, that's very powerful, especially, you know, as believers, a very important component is to ask God to show you a vision, to show you, um, you know, they say that God shows a vision and the vision pulls you. Well, especially in a time like this, he might be pulling you in a different direction. And so it's, it's really important to really take time to pray about your business and to pray about what God's doing, what, what you want him to do through you, how you want to be that vessel to help other people. And so, you know, you can do that with your strengths and skills, but maybe in a different way. 
And so that vision is really important to have um, in your life and for it to be clear. So I always pray, especially now in this time, we, yeah. we prayed a lot about this and we keep on praying. And so for the vision to always be clear in the direction that we need to take and in our entrepreneurial journey in the last five years has shifted many times. Many times. Many times God has shown us, okay, now you have to do this. Now you have to do that. And it was very, very clear. And we both felt it. And we both knew that that's what, where God was leading us. So I encourage you to do the same thing um, because, you know, we will have to reinvent ourselves and we will have to be innovative and all those things. But we really have to have a clear vision so that we really know where we're going when things get tough and we want to take the right action steps, um, pray for that clarity, especially. Absolutely. And the Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. So yeah. it's going to be so crucial and so important for leaders to have vision more than ever. And uh, I said that, that we were adapting as well. As you can see, our podcast is now done in Facebook live format. And of course, we're going to use it, use that same framework to translated to audio format and all that but we needed to change with the times the times are changing we needed to do a different way of doing it and so we're doing it online now with a video and i also want to point out to those of you that are listening to us that have children um, perhaps you're homeschooling your kids right right now and that was something you weren't doing before um, you know that has shifted for many many families and i think that leadership now more than ever is really really crucial in the home because people for a long time were kind of depending on schools to do the education and to lead their kids and their beliefs. And then, you know, we send our kids to public school and then we're like, no, 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 you can't, like you come home and you're like, you can't believe that because, you know, the Bible says this and the Bible says that and we have to like re-educate our kids yeah. into the right way of thinking. Now we have an opportunity to teach them more like because we have more time to invest in them and to teach them more and we've been doing a lot more um you know devotionals talking about different topics about our faith and what's going on right now and and the fears we may have and this and that so i encourage you to also be thinking about as a leadership uh from a leadership point as a, a mom and a dad how you can incorporate these different principles that we're teaching you now to kind of do things differently at home to teach your kids so that at least the months that you do have them with you, they'll have been fruitful as well as, you know, when you get back to the normal, normal things of doing yeah. things, you might have less time to do that. So the third type of leader is the gritty leader. So we're talking about grit here, having grit. Angela Lee Duckworth, who is an expert on grit, she wrote a book about grit. She said this, she said, to be gritty is to keep putting one foot in front of the other. To be gritty is to hold fast to an interesting and purposeful goal. To be gritty is to invest day after week after year in challenging practice. To be gritty is to fall down seven times and to get up eight, uh, to rise eight times. Mm -hmm. Another great quote is by John Ortberg. He said, over time, grit is what separates fruitful lives from aimlessness. Tough times make for tough people. And that's a fact. Right now we're going through very tough times and the gritty will get through with hopefully shining colors. But if not with uh, added uh, salt, if you will, they become the salt of the earth. Because grit right now is so important because um, we're, we're, we're undergoing some changes that are very 
hard even on our bodies, on our minds, on our mindsets. I've seen a lot of fear and a lot of panic and people are finding it very difficult. And that's where we need to start developing grit. If, if not for ourselves, at least for our children, we need to be strong and we need to persevere in the face of this problem that we're facing right now. And grit is the answer. So the grittier you become, the more uh, you will develop your leadership. It's a quality that is definitely magnified at this time. And I will talk at the end about uh, the gritty leader. Uh, I, I wrote about it in the book, uh, Lead Like a Superhero, uh, under the guise of a certain character. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. Yeah, and I think that's really important that we, you know, we thank God for that. Because I know that a lot of us, you know, have compared our lives sometimes that, you know, we've gone through difficult times. And then we compare, you know, our lives and say, well, you know, this person has had it simple and, you know, easygoing. Everything just fell into place in their life. Yeah, but you'll notice that right now. Uh, during this crisis that we're living that that's worldwide these people are crumbling these people are so scared they're in panic mode they don't know what they're doing they don't have a foundation uh, most of them don't have god in their life they don't have any anything to to go to fall back on and so that's where your values you know uh, make you gritty that's where your beliefs the way you were raised the things that you went through that were difficult that will sustain you, that will make you stronger during this time. And I know for us, you know, we're, we're grateful, even if we did find it very difficult, you know, our childhoods, um, our upbringing, um, our first few years of marriage, there's a lot of stuff that we went through, but in a way it prepared us for this time and we're not phased by this time. We're not in panic mode. You know, we're really hashtag purpose over panic right now. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to, we're doing this to help you and uh, to be uh, a light, you know, to be salt, like God calls us to, to be with the knowledge that we have, with the experience that we have. And we encourage you to do the exact same thing. You know, people around you right now, your friends, family that you're talking to on the phone, people that you chat on Facebook, they're all looking at Christians right now and how they're reacting and how they're acting. Because, you know, you've talked to that person five years ago about God. They know you're a Christian. Yeah. So they're looking at you like we had, we actually had a, an old friend call us from like, what, you didn't talk to him for like 10 years? Yeah. yeah. And he called back and he was like, you know what, long time ago, we talked to him a lot about God. He came over to our house. We invested in him. We took time to talk to him about God, uh, you know, uh, salvation kind of talk and all that. And then years later, he calls us back and yeah. he's asking questions about what's going on right now. So that's where, you know we have to be a light and we have to help people and take the time to, to be there for people because they are asking questions and it's just normal. And, you know, they don't know everything that we know in the Bible. And even a lot of Christians that have been Christians for many years are, are wondering what's going on and yeah. they're not as plugged into the prophetic world or to, you know, understanding the end times and all that. So, yeah. And, uh, and I like what you said that in order to develop grit, grit is something that develops over the long haul. And uh, you can't just purchase grit and, and get it automatically. It's something that develops over the long haul. And uh, in the Bible, we have King David, who was a shepherd, who fought off wolves, bears, and lions. And guess what? When it was time to face Goliath, he had grit. He had developed grit over fighting smaller, uh, well, smaller, let's say a lion, 600 pounds, but smaller creatures, if you will. They weren't nine foot tall giants. 
So when he met with Goliath, he was ready. Why? Because he had developed that grit. And I think as, as believers, that's something that is so undermined and so never talked about. We're always told to be nice people. There was a joke I, I, I read once which made me smile because it said that uh, uh, Christians are nice people who gather every Sunday with other nice people to hear a nice man preach, about, uh, preach a nice sermon about how to be nice. Well, I'm sorry, that's not Christianity. <laughs> Christianity, yes, you're going to be a nice person. You're, you know, you're supposed to show love to people. But you're also supposed to be strong in the face of adversity. And that's what grit is. Exactly. So that brings us to... Number four, the innovators. So the innovative, the innovators, the leaders who show innovation are going to stand out at this time. William Blake said, what is now proved was once only imagined. So that's innovation. Another, uh, another person called Dr. Albert, um, and I've, I can't pronounce his, his family name because you read this Sense, list. Uh, Sense, Sense, <laughs> Anyway, this, he's a doctor, so this is some, this, it's good stuff. Innovation is seeing what everybody has seen and thinking what nobody has thought. That is innovation. And at this time, it's going to be so important to become innovators. The leaders that are going to become innovators right now are going to be the millionaires of tomorrow. Yeah. That's how important it is to become innovators. And I'm not saying that just so you become a millionaire. I'm saying that to just show how much value it's going to bring to the marketplace right now if you are an innovator and you come up with new ideas and new ways of doing things that people uh, need at this present time right yeah. now. I just want to give you like an example of what that looks like in our life that we're living right now. So for example, if you are a hairdresser and you lived off of, you know, uh, people coming over to to see you to get their hair cut, well now you can't do that anymore, right, with this pandemic. So you have to be creative. So how can you be innovative? Could you create videos on how you can do simple uh, you know, maybe help people get rid of their roots right now because nobody can go to their hairdresser. It's a big problem. Maybe right there's now. a way that you can adapt the video so that it's something simple that they can do to fix their hair. Or maybe you could show them how to cut their kids' hair in a simple way to get rid of bangs or, you know, cut bangs and do simple things that moms are wondering right now, like, how am I going to do this? I don't know how to cut hair, right? And I don't want to interrupt you, but it's funny you mentioned that because I saw an ad, I was scrolling Facebook yesterday, I saw an, a sponsored ad about a type of new haircutting device that you can just use manually to cut your own hair and it seemed to be working great. But I was thinking, I smiled when I saw it because I was like, wow, okay, problem and innovation. It was yeah. a, it seemed like a new type of machine that did this because they had all these gadgets popping out of the uh, the contraption that could do like your nose hair and your mustache and and your uh, all of your hair. <laughs> there was they were even showing the a guy using it on his back, which was funny. <laughs> but I thought that's innovation. That's what people are going to be looking for right now because guess what? New problem. You can't go to the hairdresser anymore. Can't go to the barber. Uh, I'm lucky because my wife cuts my hair because she was she had a hairdressing course uh, what 15 years ago, uh, so she cuts all of our hair. I actually but, tried to cut my own hair today. <laughs> but a lot of people Which don't. Is something I never do. <laughs> a lot of people don't have a hairdresser at home, so they're stuck. They have to think of new ways of doing that because you don't want to go see mom and ask, "Hey, mom, would you cut my hair like you used to do when I was a kid?" And that's just not going to work now. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, you know, it's about being innovative and seeing where the problems are right now. You know, I, I know that for those of you that are smart shoppers, you've gone to the store and said, huh, like, why did they run out of, I don't know, powdered sugar or flour or this and that? And you're like, oh, it's true. You know, people are trying to make their own bread. You know, getting yeast right now is difficult. Uh, buying, you know, school books, like simple, pay, uh, you know, we call them Cahiers Canada, like the simple lined paper, you know, little booklets for your kids to write. Those activity are all books, stores, yeah. activity books and all kinds of things because people are homeschooling, right? So how could you be innovative and use your ideas, you know, creative ideas that you can look into um, to, to create a new business, maybe a side income, a new online side income that you can be doing uh, through Etsy and selling your products or selling your things as you wait for things to get back to normal. There's a lot of needs you know? right now, a lot of needs that are popping up every day, something new uh, that we realize that, whoa, this has become hard, this has become challenging. We were so. actually talking to our kids this morning about, you know, I don't know if uh, any of you remember those razor blades that our parents used to use oh. to cut our bangs, how they would tear your hair. Yeah, you just ripped it <laughs> off your head. <laughs> and he was telling it the kids how I his... cried. I mean, I was cry literally crying. I was like, Mom, you're hurting me. And she just kept going, she said, shut up, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and his mom would literally, literally cut it, all his hair oh, that man, way. That, that and the kids were looking at us like, oh my gosh, because they're not used to that because I've been doing their hair for years. So but... you tell them, be thankful. <laughs> but anyway, it's just an example, you know, of how that gadget was popular then probably will be popular now if yeah. people are looking for, for different ways to use different things to help them out, right? So that brings us to number five. Yes. So the other type of leader that's going to stand out at this time, and this may sound weird for some of you, the rebellious, the rebellious leader. And I'm not talking about rebelling against good or moral values. I'm talking about rebelling against the status quo, rebelling against the fruitless majority, rebelling against mediocrity at this time, uh, rebelling against media conditioning. There's a whole ton of that going on right now. Media conditioning. The media is just trying to condition our minds to think only one way. Those are going to rebel against that. And I'm not saying over-rebel, but don't go crazy. I mean, don't go start shaking hands with people or, or, or blowing in their face. That would be dumb. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying uh, in your thinking, in the way you see the world, uh, rebelling against those who say it can't be done. Because guess what? Right now, there's a lot of things that we're thinking it can't be done. It's become too hard, too challenging. Rebelling against that and proving that it can indeed be done. Those leaders are really going to stand out in a huge way. And A.W. Tozer said this, he said, The Christian is a holy rebel loose in the world with access to the throne of God. That, just think about the power behind that quote. He's basically saying that Christians are by nature, by who they are, rebels. And which is more, they have access to the very throne of God. So can you imagine to any society? Uh, another one, which is, uh, but I'm going to quote him nonetheless, because a lot of people say he has indeed become a believer, a Christian. Alice Cooper, the uh, ancient uh, rock star, satanic rock star, he said this, and I thought it was a powerful quote. He said, drinking beer is easy. Thrashing your hotel room, that's easy. But being a Christian, that's a tough call. That is rebellion. And indeed, the Christian walk. Uh, doing, doing 
the scriptures, not being hearers only, but doers of the word. That is rebellion. That is being a light in the world right now. The world's very dark. We, they need our light. It's being salt in the world. They, the, this world needs us right now to be the salt and the light of the earth because it's tough. Yeah, and that, it reminds me of what I heard this morning. Um, the uh, president of the John Maxwell team, Paul Martinelli, was talking about how he helped through what he's doing through his online programs and through his Facebook group. There's a lot of people there and he encouraged everybody to just give $5 because that would help uh, pay for some some uh, homeless person that right now is struggling, doesn't have food. You know, uh, homeless people right now are still sleeping where they've always slept. And, and now they, they don't, don't have access to all the, the services they used to have access to, the soup kitchens and all that. A lot of those are, are closed or... or uh, reconsidering how they're going to do things. So a lot of those services that uh, the homeless people used to take for, not take for granted, but use on their, for their daily needs, uh, it's made their lives even tougher now. So exactly. uh, they set up that program, Paul Martinelli, and yeah. to, to, to be able to uh, feed people uh, in a different way, basically. Yeah, and so the organization, I forget the, the name. The Angel, Guardian Angels? The Guardian Angels, I think. In New York City, the yeah. Guardian Angels? And... Um, they've been doing that for many many years and see so they could say you know i'm going to listen to the media i'm scared of coronavirus i'm not going to go near these home homeless people because they probably have it and we're all going to die if we help them and just let them die and whatnot and he didn't think like that at all and so he's been trying to gather funds and the minute that they got the funds that same day they were cooking food and they were able to 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 give food to those people there's a lot of children there in New York City that are homeless that don't have food. And so, yes, probably they practice social distancing, but they yeah. still try to, to be a light. They're still trying to make a difference. They're still trying to make a difference and, and help people in this uh, in this time that, you know, we're getting help that they don't have to suffer even more than, you know, the situation that they're already in. Yeah. And as we know, a lot of people have lost their jobs, so there's even more homeless, a lot more people that can't pay their rent and that are going to be going to these soup kitchens as well. Yeah, that's true. So it's uh, something to be grateful if you're not in that situation right now. Yeah. So you want to talk about Wolverine? So yeah, I wanted to talk about Wolverine. You just sold the punch, by the way. I was going to try to build up to it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I wrote my book, Lead Like a Superhero, some of you might know that I wrote this book. Uh, of course, at the time, that was like over two years, three years ago, 2017. So... Um, I didn't have any idea that the coronavirus was going to happen. Of course, uh, those of you who are familiar with the book know that uh, I give 12 types of leaders in the book. And of course, I was racking my head trying to look at comic book lore when I wrote the book to find these different types of leaders because they, are, they all bring something valuable to the table through their character, what they do. And uh, I stopped on Wolverine. And I got to be honest with you guys, I mean, Wolverine... This guy with the claws, the, the X-Man, and we're talking about leadership transmutation. So I think it's <laughs> appropriate that I'm bringing up a mutant. But when I was pondering Wolverine, I promise a, you this will make sense in your life. It's gonna make it's gonna make just sense. Gonna, just, just just listen. Let me let me get through what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> so we know Wolverine he, in, in Marvel comics. He introduces himself as um, I'm the best at what I do. But what I do isn't very nice. In other words, he's hired by the government to kill people, <laughs> to do some black op operations to, uh, you know, liberate some 
whatever groups that are undergoing some, but he does it very violently. Um, so obviously, like, is that guy really a leader? And what can I find in Wolverine that actually shines forth? And uh, and I found, I was able to, to definitely uh, nail it down. And I, I, it's one of the chapters I'm most proud of because we're going to see the rise of Wolverine leaders right now. We're going through a season uh, where Wolverine leaders are going to rise up and take charge in a way that's never been done before. And what, what is a Wolverine leader? Well, the Wolverine leader is everything that we don't think of when we think leadership. You know, groomed, clean cut, with the diplomas, polite, good with people. Forget all that. That is not the Wolverine leader. The Wolverine leader sees a need and he decides that he's going to fix the problem no matter what. That's the Wolverine leader, and that's what we're going under right now. And I just wanted to read to you a little bit from the book, what I wrote at the time, which is interesting because we're going to see a lot of that come up right now. So uh, Wolverine is the perfect prototype of the unlikely leader who rises to the occasion in the darkest moments. By the way, I'm not a prophet, okay? When I wrote this, I had no idea what was going to happen in the future. <laughs> The one who comes out of a crisis situation and takes charge when no one else seems to have the gal. He is the leader who stands up and gets everybody on board through sheer inspiration and passion. And boy, do we need that today. Inspiration and passion. Because as far as emotional, passionate, gutsy leadership is concerned, Logan, that's Wolverine, has tons of it. He's what you would call a born leader with none of the refinements. And then I wrote, that's just it, isn't it? Let's face it, Wolverine lacks people's skills. He is not very clean, he's on count, and says what he thinks. He's not very nice, but there's just something about him. To work, uh, the, uh, I said, at his core, his heart is good. When he does make up his mind to work with you, he shines. He's tireless and he won't give up. So he's got that grit and we know how important that is. He's inspiring and motivating to a degree that is rarely found among the classiest men. He's just made of sheer passion, determination and drive and he's got your back. He's willing to self-sacrifice. You wouldn't hire him as the leader if, you, if he handed you his CV. But when you see him at work, you get it. I guess that's what that's it with Logan. He's just one of those guys you have to be there and see him do it to believe it. It's a case of you have to be there. Wolverine leaders are different because they generally do not seek to lead. They just take the lead. Uh, another thing I said here, there's a time and a place for situational leaders like Wolverine. Wolverine leaders are not your typical positional leaders. Heads of corporations or organizations who are elected or put in place for a specific purpose. They often rise up in a crisis, most likely at the level. They often step up when there is no leader around to take care of things. Whenever there is an unmet need for leadership, they pop up to fill the gap. So that is from the chapter on the Wolverine leader in Lead Like a Superhero. And uh, that is the uh, 
before we finish, I uh, wanted to invite you guys. Uh, right now, you got some good content, really good quality content about uh, the future of leadership and the five uh, character traits that are going to be so essential in leaders that are going to determine who becomes a leader uh, tomorrow. But uh, you can also join my Patreon. Uh, I have opened a Patreon where I go even deeper and I expand on every podcast we do every week. And this, uh, this week on the Patreon account, I will be giving eight more leadership distinctions as I teach about uh, leadership terms of contention. So what I'm going to teach about is basically taking terms that we think are pretty much the same in leadership jargon, but elucidate them and explain them in a way where it's going to clarify what you understand about leadership. Exactly. And as you know, for those of you that listen to this podcast regularly, we're all about digging deeper to climb higher. And so the Patreon is basically the underground where we call it the underground where we go into depth and we dive in and we talk about uh, things that, you know, we express and we talk about basically all kinds of things that are really uncut and um, really good material for you to to be. Um, growing in your leadership right now. We have more time to grow in personal growth and to uh, really see what God wants of us uh, during this time. And I encourage anybody that's listening to this that is a Wolverine type leader. I know a lot of you want to do something, you see the need, and some of you stop yourselves because you're thinking, well, I am not that guy. I'm not that perfect, you know, corporate person. I don't have the funds. I don't have the money. I don't have Uh, what it takes because you have this faulty image of what it is this superhero this hero this leadership guy in your mind but you know god calls every one of us and i think that if you pray about it god will help you do whatever it is that you have on your heart that he's pulling you to do i think he will provide the means you just need to take one step forward and just take action and it'll just fall through and that just God always provides and he always helps us out to, to be able to fulfill the needs. So. Yeah, and make no mistake about it. If you're a Christian, there's a leadership call on your life because automatically when you cross from darkness into light and you become a citizen in God's kingdom, you, you become an ambassador for Christ. Right away, you're a leader. Whether you act as one or think of yourself as one doesn't change the fact that you are one according to how God sees you now. So uh, you got to take hold of this and run with it. And the thing about the Wolverine leader that's interesting is um, I often talk about this when I talk about purpose. Uh, Purpose is going to be what you're passionate about, but it can also be linked to what really makes you angry. And Wolverine leaders oftentimes are from passion about what makes them angry. We, We know Wolverine has these berserker rages in which he goes like bonkers with his claws slashing everything in his way. Well, uh, in the same way, um, a Wolverine leader in real life might be someone who's just going to be sick and tired of child trafficking or something and do something about it. Um, so you upset or angry and you decide to rally people with you and just plow the field and go right into it. That, yeah, that reminds me of a post that I saw on Facebook that I thought was really cool. I went to read an article about um, um, guys that were in the army that uh, had retired and they were just so sick of child trafficking and they still had the technology and they still had the connections and were able to stop a lot, a lot of gangs and they were retired. They didn't need to do this. This was really something that, <clears throat> sorry, that they decided to do out of the goodness of their heart. 
instead of just watching crime continue. Amen to that. The, the real life uh, Logans. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what made me Logans. think of that. Exactly. Yeah, ba badass uh, army dudes uh, that are past their prime. They can still make a big difference. And, and there's also another guy I was talking to um, that I, I was talking to because we're talking about coaching and and uh, he's also part of the John Maxwell team. And he said, you know, I struggled with alcoholism. I really want to help people been going through this struggle and want to make their lives better. But they don't know about personal development. They don't know how to work themselves. They don't know how to shift from their life full of problems to, to making it better because they don't have the right way of thinking. And so he wants to create a Facebook group where he can you know, uh, engage and, and invite those people and, and uh, you know, communicate and teach them. And I thought that was such a great idea. So there's so many different ways that you can make a small difference. Like right now, a lot of things are online. So, you know, whatever you can do online to help yeah. people with your skills and whatever uh, God is pulling you to do, then just do it. Don't think about it twice. You'll just figure it as you go along, yeah. as you do it. Just do it. Yeah. Nike. <laughs> So thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Where can people find us, Liz? Yeah. So before we, before we end this. Yeah. So for those of you, as usual, that want to write to us, you can write to us at info at thrivingonpurpose.com. You can reach us through the, our Facebook page on Messenger, um, on Facebook, Thriving on Purpose. And also we have a free Facebook group where we're going to be adding content like this regularly. Um, we'll be doing lives on our page, but in that group, we're going to go more in depth. We're going to do more studies about faith, about God's kingdom, about what it means to be a citizen in God's kingdom, about leadership, leadership in the home, leadership in the online world, um, personal growth and um, home business, home business, yeah, online business. Yeah. So we'll be doing that in our free Facebook group. So just check that out on our uh, pay, on our Facebook page, you'll see that also on our website, thrivingonpurpose.com. So as usual, be blessed and thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com.